Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 2188, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. Oh, and if you're in the US and send a relevant question in, we'll visit the post office and personally mail you a physical copy of the Optimal Living Daily Workbook. I'll tell you how to send in a question at the end. Oh, and if you want to know more about me and my background and my credentials and why I call myself Dr. Neil, definitely check out one of the first Q&A episodes of the month. That's where I go into more details about that. But for now, I'm going to spare you from that sort of long intro and jump right in so we can hear today's Q&A as we optimize your life. Today's question came via email. Jen writes, Hello, what can I do to prevent cancer? Thank you for sending in your question, Jen. That's definitely an important question. This is because the American Cancer Society predicts that approximately 600,000 cancer deaths will happen this year. That sounds like terrible news. But the American Cancer Society goes on to say that almost half of these deaths could be prevented. How is this possible? Well, let's think about some of the most commonly diagnosed cancers in the US. Now. I do need to make this distinction. There's a difference between most commonly diagnosed cancers and deaths caused by cancer. Clear as mud, right? This is because there are some types of cancers that have a higher survival rate than others. So first I'll mention the most commonly diagnosed cancers in the US among all genders. Then I'll list the most common cancer-related deaths. So in order of most commonly diagnosed among all genders, they are One, breast cancer in both men and women. And yes, men can get breast cancer. Two, prostate cancer. Three, lung cancer. And four, colon cancer. All right, now the most common cancer-related deaths are caused by one, lung cancer, 
two, colon cancer, three, pancreatic cancer, and four, breast cancer. So, we can see that, for example, lung cancer is the third most commonly diagnosed cancer, but has the highest death rate. Now, in most cases, early detection is super important. So when it comes to breast cancer and colon cancer, it is important to get screened. It's also important to know your family history to know at what age to get screened. For example, if someone has a family history of breast cancer, say a father, mother, brother, or sister who have had it, then they are more likely to get it too. So it may be worthwhile to get screened earlier than most because of that family history. Now, more likely to get it doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. A family history of disease doesn't mean someone is guaranteed to also be diagnosed with that same disease. Instead, it just means they're more likely to get it. And by following certain lifestyle-related behaviors, we can reduce the chances of it actually happening even further. Now, another quick disclaimer. There is no way to completely prevent all forms of cancer. Instead, we can reduce our chances of getting it. It's kind of like what we experienced with COVID. We may have been so careful about wearing our masks and washing our hands, but we still got it. We did everything within our control to prevent it, but it still happened. Same goes for cancer. All we can do is our best to incorporate habits that will reduce our chances. So here are the lifestyle changes that most health agencies recommend to help reduce our chances of being diagnosed with cancer. Don't smoke cigarettes. Maintain a healthy body weight. Consume alcohol in moderation. Consume five to nine combined servings of fruits and vegetables each day. Stay physically active and wear sunscreen. When it comes to cancer screening, there are general guidelines for different cancers, meaning for those that don't have a family history or another risk factor, I'll share some examples of general guidelines for breast cancer and colon cancer specifically. For breast cancer, the United States Preventative Services Task Force says that for those that were identified as female at birth and are between the ages of 50 and 74, they should have a mammogram twice a year. When it comes to colon cancer screening, the same task force recommends that those between the ages of 50 and 75 have a colonoscopy at least once. Then, depending on the results of the colonoscopy, the doctor will decide if and when another colonoscopy needs to happen. But let's go back to the lifestyle changes that may prevent cancer I mentioned a minute ago. Starting with, don't smoke cigarettes. This one is fairly straightforward, so I'm gonna keep going. But basically, we know from lots and lots of research that smoking basically causes lung cancer. Moving on, maintain a healthy body weight. I know that body weight and health is a bit controversial. For example, there may be those that have a higher body mass index, but are otherwise healthy, especially from a cardiometabolic perspective. But for others, maintaining a healthy body weight according to their body mass index may help prevent certain forms of cancer like stomach cancer, colon cancer, liver cancer, and pancreatic cancer. Consume alcohol in moderation. Okay, what the heck does alcohol in moderation actually mean? Luckily, there is a definition. For those that were assigned a female gender at birth, it means no more than one drink per day. For those that were assigned a male gender at birth, it means no more than two drinks per day. Okay, now what's a drink? An example of one drink would be a 12-ounce beer. Another example six ounces of wine. An ounce and a half of hard liquor, like whiskey or gin, is another example of one drink. So for those assigned a female gender at birth, no more than one beer 
one six ounce glass of wine or one shot of hard liquor per day would be considered moderation. Going above these recommendations dramatically increases one's risk for breast cancer. Next, consume five to nine combined servings of fruits and vegetables each day. Fruits and vegetables provide cancer-fighting antioxidants and dietary fiber, a double whammy when it comes to cancer prevention. Next, stay physically active. To prevent most chronic diseases, including cancer, it's recommended that most adults aim to get 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity activity each week, or 75 to 100 minutes of vigorous intensity activity each week. If we can add two days of resistance training to this, that's even better. In fact, a recently published study found that even short bouts of vigorous intensity exercise could lead to a 40% reduction in the risk of dying from cancer. The researchers found that even one to two minutes of vigorous intensity exercise a few times a day was helpful. And lastly, wearing sunscreen. Also a bit more straightforward. Sunscreen helps to prevent skin cancer. All right, there is no guaranteed way to prevent cancer, but the bottom line is, no matter our risk factors or family history, if we can adopt these lifestyle behaviors, we can reduce our risk. And the more of these we adopt, the lower our risk. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for taking the time to send in your question, Jen. Now, if you want to send in a question to be answered right here on the show, plus get your hands on the Optimal Living Daily Workbook if you're in the US, you can email a question to health at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want to hear your voice on the podcast, just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Right on that page, you can record your question straight from your computer's microphone. It's really easy. And if you don't like your first take, you can delete it and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 1-61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. That's 1-614-568-3643. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Answering them is my favorite part of the show. All right, that's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you for listening every day and all the way through. And I hope you have a great start to your weekend. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.